What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurt. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Punkbox. If you're looking to get awesome merch without having to go to a punk show, head over to punkboxrocks.com. That's punkboxrox.com and have the merch table delivered to your house once a month. They'll send you a, um, a random a box of random cool shit you'd normally find at a merch table at a punk show. It could be you know button stickers, patches, koozies, shot glasses, coffee, t-shirts, vinyl, CDs, all sorts of cool shit. It's a subscription service. Head over to punkboxrocks.com. That's punkboxrox.com. Sign up and be surprised once a month with awesome punk rock merch. This episode is also brought to you by Merch Slut. If you're looking for official band merch, head to merchslut.com. Uh, this is official band merch. Uh, merch Slut gets her t-shirts directly from the band or the label so this is real shit you're getting not some shitty copy that somebody made and is you know selling overpriced or whatever head over to merchslut.com get some official band merch and check out her rad um, accessories that she has she has cool notebooks cool greeting cards you know valentine's day is coming up she has some really funny uh, greeting cards you can get those pop funko dolls she's got some of those all sorts of cool shit merchslut.com and as always, follow us on all social media outlets at Our Brains Hurt and OurBrainsHurt.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at The Caffeine Punk and follow Matt at MattAlive13. Now, let's get to the show. Well, they needed a jingle for their stupid little show, so they caught up the Jasons and we said, oh, no. Then they caught us again and they gave us 20 bucks and we wrote them a song that said, You podcast Then they gave us more money and they asked us really nice and we finally gave in and we said, All right, I'll write you a song, but it's going to be We're talking to John Joseph, who is lead longtime lead singer of the Cro-Mags. Uh, he's also lead singer of Blood Clot. Iron Man competitor. He's done 13 Iron Man competitions. He's an author. He's a motivational speaker. Yep. Written a couple books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a cooking channel, a vegan cooking show on YouTube. Um, yeah. Check it out. It's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's called uh, The Hardcore Kitchen. Me, me not being a vegan, but I yeah, do same. enjoy vegan dishes. Right. And just, I enjoy just watching John talk because he's funny as shit. Super excited about tonight. Um, yeah. Are you drinking water? I am drinking water. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Giant glass of water. Yeah. Seltzer. Like real seltzer, not alcohol seltzer. <laughs> Speaking of alcoholic seltzers, um, Oz dropped the rest of the case of the ones with seltzer nog in it. Oh. <laughs> off to me so have you had so, it yet no okay. no no i haven't so we <laughs> i can en enjoy yeah. that what is the seltzer nog myself awesome. <laughs> and i'm in, in that word enjoy had quotes around it. very cool <laughs> yeah what's going on with the supreme court have they knocked that shit down yet no but so the but it looks like they're gonna throw the mandates back in biden's face Good, it really should. does look like it because 
because all the data right now is showing that the vaccines don't do a goddamn thing against Omicron. Yeah. And the only reason the Supreme Court allowed the mandates was based solely on the fact that the the vaccines were making COVID non-transmissible from person to person, which was already bullshit. Right. No matter how any way you look at it. Along with that fact, um, I don't know if you saw that. So there's that journalist dude from that Project Veritas thing named James O'Keefe. Yeah, yeah, I know James. Yeah. And uh, so he threw out all these documents that from like one of them was a written thing from this like a military dude, but they're like DOD and DARPA documents. Um, and uh, he w- was actually at fucking Fauci's congressional hearing today because those documents, oh, wow. those documents prove that Fauci lied under oath. It, wow. If to be found real. And O'Keefe was actually at the congressional hearing. So that should fucking tell you something today. Wow. He actually made a little video on Twitter where he like walked up to the camera and was like, uh, I am not suicidal. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like It's so sad that that's necessary, but it fucking is. Yep. I mean, it's funny, but it, it is necessary. Yeah. And like the, the evidence that he has seemingly is pretty real if he's already sitting in on a, on Fauci's trial like yeah so yeah yeah. and like the shit that he's got basically states that like fauci funded this fucking virus you know along you know along with like the wuhan lab and like that this whole thing from the very fucking beginning was (laughs) was like you know some actual conspiracy yeah which is super fucked up. It <laughs> if is. That, if this is if this is all actually true, I'm telling like, you, we're gonna get into it with John because John talks about this shit all the time. But I'm, he's in the room, so I'm gonna let him in. Okay. There. All right. Cool. Yeah. Hey. Hey, what's going on? What's up, oh, man? Well, how many fucking heads I got here? Oh. <laughs> two. Yeah. <laughs> There's two of us. All right. Two heads are better than one. That's what they say. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's right. What they say. Yeah. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, man. Sorry, this might have taken a minute, but I'm like moving and fucking all kinds of shit. So, yeah, oh, I was gonna ask good. you about that. Yeah, moving, recording, fucking crazy shit. So yeah, let's roll because yeah. I, I I got uh, you know I know you got a class or something later. Right? I got a client to coach. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, like just like again, thanks for doing this and um. One of the things that I've I want to get into kind of some of the COVID shit a little later, um, because I know like I've been following you on social media for a while now, and I think we have similar thoughts. um, But but also I wanted to get your your background first coming up as a kid in New York City, um, kind of the shit you went through and how that kind of formed the person that you are today. Um, Well, uh, fuck, man, you know, I. uh... My father was a, a professional boxer and uh, from Ireland, very violent uh, and, you know, beat on my mom bad. And uh, the state took us away and uh, put us in. My mother was very depressed uh, because of that and uh, suicidal and uh, you know couldn't take care like you know the landlady found us in the snow in our underwear in a filthy house and you know i'm writing a film about it now so it's like it just a lot of this stuff hits home 
uh, especially yeah. with my brother being an addict because of everything we went through. And but uh, yeah, we were in an abusive foster home for about six years. Uh, like the most insane fucking people you, you could uh, ever imagine, and and the stuff we had to go through to survive. Uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And uh, we stuck together as kids um, to get through it. And finally, you know, what these people do is threaten you and like all the physical abuse and everything. If you say anything and they had all these foster kids, they were getting money for and feeding us dog food and like just the fucking most horrible fucking human beings. And uh, we finally got the courage to, we kept the diary and then turned it in to the social worker and they closed the house down, took all of us out, separated us. I went onto the streets. I, went, I was in a boy's home and then started going onto the streets in 76. Uh, and uh, got locked up in October of 78, went upstate you know, Spofford upstate, the only white dude in Spofford cops yeah. told me from central book in Queens, like the last white kid we brought up there left in a fucking body bag. Like, you know, Damn. It, 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 it's, it's no joke, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, I think getting locked up was the best thing that happened to me because like, once my girlfriend died, this girl uh, I was in love with, my first like girlfriend, she was a punk rock chick, took me to Max's and all these clubs in the 70s. And and she was uh, a heroin addict and, and like all this crazy shit went down with this dude that I trafficked heroin with. And she ended up ODing. And that's when I just spun the fuck out. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't understand it. I really just looked at it as a betrayal. She fucked around with me with this guy, but it was like, yeah, you know, it was cause she was an addict and she was raped as a child. So, uh, you know, by her father's friends and then the father fucking took the friends back and like, just like the shit that would happen to kids back then. And you know, yeah. she was like, what, yeah. 18. And I was like 15. So, uh, you know, just I was very violent at that point, you know, when after that went down. And, and so, you know, but even locked up, you have a lot of time sitting in places to self-reflect and be like, you know, why the fuck am I here? What what am I doing in this life? And you get people telling you you're not going to see fucking make it to 18 and, uh, you know, like all that kind of shit. So, uh, I think getting locked up was the best thing that happened to me. And, uh, I went into the Navy after that, but I had all these issues from what happened to me as a kid. I was a fucking drug addict. So I just started taking that street mentality into the Navy. And, and I, I caught a federal case of selling drugs. I was smuggling and I met the bad brains and then that's when the life changing yeah. shit started <laughs> happening. And when I caught, I met Henry and Ian all before because the teen idols and untouchables came down to the Taj Mahal 
And I had never seen no shit like that. Like they just got back from California. They were creepy crawling and fucking slamming and <laughs> stage diving. And, you know, New York for us, it was, you know, the pogo. And so that was like, who the fuck are these people? Uh, I got to know who these fucking people are. And then the bad brains came like a month later. I think this might have been like May. And I was going up to D.C. to shows. And when I caught that drug case, they were like going to send me to Leavenworth and all this shit. And like, I was like, I'm out, man. I just took the fuck. I wrote about it in my memoir, The Evolution of a Cro-Magnon. But, um, you know, H.R. just was a mentor for me. He was the baddest motherfucker to ever get on a mic. And I saw... Led Zeppelin in the 70s, original Led Zeppelin, Sabbath, you name it, Stones. I saw all those groups because I would sell fake acid at the concerts. And that's what, <laughs> like we had a heroin business they did and they, they, they paid me to mule the shit back. But then they got, one of them got popped. So then this guy's a junkie and now he has to get high. So he would make all these fake drugs, fake hash. He would take a bottle. This guy, like, he could be on. He could be uh, the head of a Fortune 500 company if he if he would have like, yeah. you know, invested his energy and smarts. This motherfucker would take a bottle <laughs> of fucking vitamin B12, dump it in a zip in a fucking baggie, go into Forest Park and sell 300 pills for three dollars a piece, saying they were pink 697s, like. <laughs> I mean, the mud. <laughs> Isn't that what Fortune 500 companies yeah, like CEOs still, do yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, they're all selling you some bullshit. So. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they it's do. It's a fucking, yeah. it's all, you know, it's all one big Ponzi scheme. So, you know, the point is, uh, you know, it that was my, uh, that was my, like, that was my awakening, getting to work for the Bad Brains in the beginning mm-hmm. of 81 and then, and then starting Blood Clot as the roadies of the Bad Brains and then, you know, starting to rehearse with the Cro-Mags. And so that's where it all, uh, you know, it was a different yeah. time in this country. And that's the main thing that I say is my roots are deep in punk rock and questioning authority mm-hmm. and like, fuck the good, you know, like when the fuck like I'm telling all these people now like yo how are you fucking how like can I curse oh yeah yeah how the oh, yeah. fuck, fuck are yeah. you government <laughs> dick lickers now I don't I don't how all of a sudden yeah. do you trust the government and the most crooked fucking corporations on the face of the earth Jello Piazza yeah. had a song government flew now he's telling you to take the shot And he had all this, you know, what he called anti-vaxxer bullshit on his page of, yeah, the morgue draw open. Like, there's plenty of room for you guys, anti-vaxxers. And now that all the truth is coming out, he starts taking all that shit down. But, like, I'm just like, yo, man, I've never, I am the same motherfucker I am when I wrote lyrics for Blood Clot. When I worked for the Bad Brains, when I started writing the Cro-Mag lyrics that ended up on fucking Age of Quarrel, I have not changed in that regard. I've tried to grow as a human being. <clears throat> but as far as my distrust for the government 
and what they've done and the pharmaceutical companies and what they've done and the corporations and what they've done, how all of a sudden this mass formation psychosis that's going on, how the fuck are you trusting these people? And I'm not, let me just, and we'll get off this. I ain't no anti-vaxxer. I was vaccinated. I'm 60 now this year. 58 years ago, I was vaccinated for fucking measles, for smallpox, for fucking polio, for all this shit. And guess what? In 58 motherfucking years, I've not gotten any of those diseases. Right? People ain't even lasting six months and you're getting Omicron and Delta and what's coming next? You know, we're running out of fucking letters, man. They're just going to have to say like Delta three, Delta four and. And now the, the most corrupt corporation and company, Pfizer, paid out billions in fines for putting out drugs that killed people. And they got scientists yeah. to lie. You know, trust the science. Science Scientists can be bought. That was part of the Pfizer lawsuit. How are you, how are you trusting fucking Pfizer, man? It was like the, the the largest single action medical lawsuit Dude, in, in all, U.S. Johnson history. Johnson and yeah. Johnson, fucking Moderna, <laughs> all of them. Listen, man, yeah. you know, you got to be having the bullshit detector has to be switched on, man. And, and, and you know what, man? Uh, at first, you know, uh, I, I you know it hit me too because like the way to panic, fucking, you know, they hit the panic button and. Especially in New York City, they're like super. Let me tell you something. I passed. I made one post at the beginning of it, and they put a a, a freezer truck outside by like where St. Vincent's Hospital used to be over there. And I was like, "Yo, this is crazy. They're running. They're running." Like I seen them load a body into the fucking thing, right? But then I started seeing ain't no bodies that dropping in the street. There ain't no ambulances. And then my friends are nurses. They're like, yo, man, what the media is saying and what's going on, we're not being overrun, dude. This is like, and I obtained a fucking ID and I got in and I was filming and I filmed uh, hospitals and I filmed the triage tents they set up in fucking Central Park, which not one motherfucking person was brought in there. I filmed yeah. uh, I filmed uh, the Javits Center. Nobody. So, and my friends were telling me, you know, and I put that shit on YouTube, and I rode around on my bike to seven hospitals, same fucking shit. And YouTube was like, we're going to delete your account. You, you know, if you, they took all that shit down. Listen, the media control and what we're seeing going on like now, did you see what Rolling Stone just did a whole big article about Joe Rogan that they, it's fucking bullshit. These guys that he's had on there are fucking experts, man. I'm going to just ask one question and then we'll move along. Where the fuck have the debates been on TV? Science means you debate the science. There has not been a single fucking debate. It's all been one-sided. That's not science. That's fucking propaganda. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, okay? Because, you know, the people that called me that, the shit that I said two years ago Mm -hmm. is coming true now. 
They they inflated the numbers of the deaths of yep. the cases of everything. They banned the uh, the the therapeutics. Why would they Why would they ban something that won the Nobel Prize for Science in 2015? Ivermectin. <laughs> yeah. Then it gets banned. And then hey. Listen, yeah. it's the yeah. same shit Fauci did during the AIDS crisis. I suggest yep. everybody read Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book on Robert Fa- on Dr. Fauci and fucking Bill Gates. And who the fuck is behind, you know, now all the information's coming out thanks to uh, Project Veritas. They got all the government documents. This guy 100% was behind the gain-of-function research in Wuhan that led to the virus. However it got out, who the fuck mm-hmm. knows? The yeah. vegans want to believe somebody ate a bat in the fucking wet market because <laughs> they're fucking idiots. And, uh, you know, so listen, man, it just takes a little bit of intelligence and it takes, you know, and you know why Joe Rogan is getting attacked now? Because he has he's number public. one. Yeah, he's yeah, number yep. one in all fucking media everywhere. He's beating every fucking news show. Why? Combined. All of them combined. destroying them. Yeah. Why? Because when you ban you somebody truth. from listening to the other side, then the people want to hear the other side. Right. You understand? Human nature. You're only Human you're nature. telling people, no, don't look there. Don't don't yeah. look behind that door. You think motherfuckers <laughs> ain't gonna look behind that door? Come on, man. That's human nature. Right. We're in yeah, we're, totally. we're 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 curious motherfuckers. And then yeah. when they hear what Peter McCullough and Robert Malone and Abrams and the rest of them say about the pharmaceutical companies and, and Fauci and the medicines and all this shit, and how they only let one fucking option be available to people they let those fucking hundreds and thousands of people die that is a fucking fact they could have avoided 85 percent of all deaths if they would have given people the fucking therapeutics within the first few days of them getting symptoms 100 percent yep and listen they murdered people man they don't give a fuck Fauci did it during the AIDS crisis. Most of the people that died during the AIDS crisis died from the AZT that that motherfucker put out, and he did the same shit. He blocked the therapeutics. He wouldn't allow anybody. And and the reason nobody speaks out against him, his National Institute of uh, whatever the fuck, like whatever his company's called, he gets something like $50 billion a year from the U.S. government, which he then allocates to different people who are doing research and funding their studies. If you say something against him, you don't get no money. That's why yeah. nobody's speaking out against this little fucking rat. He's a fucking little yeah, rat. And he's the highest paid. I mean, he's technically not. Yeah. Yeah. And more. Another, it's like four, yeah, 420, yeah. over 400 yeah. grand. And come on, you think he ain't taking some of them fucking billions he's getting from the government, man? No. They're all fucking doing it. Just like or lobbyists this cocksucker mayor yeah. who fucking took $860 million of taxpayer money to set up the a charity that his wife ran, gave yeah. the money to their friends, and the rest of it disappeared. He was supposed to be under investigation from the New York State Comptroller, and all of a sudden that shit went away. And I live in New York. You know, a motherfucker said to me today, hey, man, I liked it when you posted about training and eating and this. I say, you know what, motherfucker, I like that, too. But guess what? They dragged me 
into the motherfucking arena because they took all my fucking rights. You took my rights. You just took my girl's job. I can't go. How are we spreading it? This fucking brain dead cabbage, fucking brain cabbage that he, you know, he's reading the teleprompter of Obama's words. End of sentence. Uh. (laughs) This guy has the fucking brain capacity of a fucking tree slug. And he's on there and he's saying it's a fucking pandemic of the unvaccinated. Motherfucker, you banned us from everywhere. How are we spreading it? You got the motherfuckers with their little vaccine cards and their apps and their fucking phones walking around with impunity spreading the fucking virus. Not us. We can't even go have a cup of coffee or a fucking roll. We have to sit in the street like fucking dogs and eat. So we ain't spreading shit. You're spreading the virus and this clown is spreading the misinformation. And then they're attacking fucking Joe Rogan. I got more yeah. respect for Joe Rogan than fucking a thousand rich rolls or any of these plant-based motherfuckers or any of these vegans or these vegan doctors because they're all full of shit. And if you say, where do you get your information from? Well, well gee, golly whiz, from the CDC. Where else, Wilbur? It's like... <laughs> It's fucking clown world, dude. It is. It's totally. They make us seem like we are the crazy ones. I beat COVID in two days. I have antibodies. The fucking Israeli government did a study of two million people and said ants natural antibodies give you, I believe it was 47 times better protection than even three shots of the vaccine. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like if 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 we know that the vaccinated spread it and we know that if you get it, you're more protected. Why the fuck are there still mandates? Well, that, that's what I say. Just like this bitch governor who has a vax necklace. She's a fucking oh, my God. He's fucking <laughs> this bitch is a straight up. She's just straight up cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Let's get fucking real here. And she puts all hits the panic button right at Christmas. Oh, my God. The hospitals are overrun. Now she's saying, uh you know, we got it wrong. Uh, they're saying it's 50%. If they're saying it's 50%, it's 75 to 80%. Yeah, what I was talking to my friends that work in the hospitals, most of the motherfuckers that's in the hospital is vaccinated. Half of the nursing staff. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you said flatten the curves 15 days to don't overrun the hospitals, you know why the hospitals are overrun now? Because you fired half of your fucking nursing yeah. staff. And now yep. a majority of the ones that were left, I wouldn't say half, but there was a percentage of those nurses. They were seeing the reactions of the vaccines, which is another fucking thing. Okay, yeah. People dying like fucking crazy. Yet not one death on fucking TV. What's up with that? Nobody yeah. died. Is that what you that's because every every news show is sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like could, and, they, and they remind yeah. you like forty seven times <laughs> an hour every the hour. Don Lemon Balls show brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but here's the thing: this bitch is saying now that it was less than it was fifty percent, which we know is I know for a fact it's much higher. Now here's the thing: you put all the mandates in place. Now you say it's not true about the cases. 
Why don't you do away with the mandates, bitch? Yeah. You see, when yeah. they gain power, they're not giving it up. That's why all you motherfuckers, listen to me. All you motherfuckers that think if I keep giving up my rights, I'm going to get my life back. You're fucking morons because the elite that are doing this shit, the Schwabs, uh, the fucking Klaus Schwabs and the rest of them from the World Economic Forum uh, and all the rest of these people, they're fucking insane people that want power and control over your life. These pharmaceutical companies are going to make trillions of dollars. There's COVID-19 stores in the mall. Get what you need. (laughs) I I am not fucking bullshitting. I saw that. I think I might have saw your post. Yeah. Yeah. And and now they have (laughs) COVID-19 tests that are in vending machines in universities. It's not going away. The tech companies, IBM, who ran all the technology for the Nazis to track the fucking Jewish people, now they're developing all this technology with the government. They're spending millions of dollars to do this shit. You think this is going away? Listen, if you don't stand up now, look what look what Klaus Schwab said. People think their life, you know, he's, he's a fucking like, you know, give him the mustache, man. He, he you know, yeah. he's he's out there like, let me let me do. Yeah, like, please, <laughs> you think you're getting your life back? Your life is never coming back. This is your life. Yeah. Let me salute the Führer who has taught me everything. Mass formation psychosis. <laughs> I sounded a little Mexican there. I got Mexican towards I'm the sorry. end. Yeah. I had burritos, That's okay, I had burritos That's okay. last night. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I love the comedians like... Like Tim Dillon and all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Just yeah. like they're getting it out through the comedy, man. And Joe yeah. is the one, he's risking everything to speak the truth. The people are like, oh, these doctors, they have an agenda. They have an agenda. They're spending a hundred thousand dollars. Peter McCullough is now in debt fighting to keep his medical license because he's and risking his career and his name and his reputation. He saved thousands of people's lives in the hospitals in Texas, recommending the therapeutics, a combination of drugs that had an 89% success rate of killing the virus within the first few days. Do you remember all the stories about uh, India, that area of India? Where yeah. Yeah, because they were unvaccinated. Yeah. Right. You remember that area of India and my friend lives there. OK, that area of India has the population of the United States, uh, like 270 million people or something. Yeah. Do you know why the story went away? Because they gave them packets of a combination of three or four therapeutics and flatline the disease completely. Same with Japan. Yes. Yeah. Japan Nobody talks about the Japan mandates, And now they're giving yeah. therapeutics. Japan stopped the mandates. And the reason at first they told the story of India was because they're unvaccinated. Only right. less than 5% of this area is vaccinated. And then when the therapeutics flatline the disease, oh, can't tell that story. We don't want the Americans to hear that one. I I offered to debate 
Jello Biafra, any one of these motherfuckers. I just told Rolling Stone, have the doctors on a live debate on your fucking Instagram page live and let mm -hmm. them fucking talk to science. These are Rupin Murdoch and all these motherfuckers. They played the Nazi fucking playbook. They know you have to control all of the information. That was part of what the Nazis did. The Nazis controlled all information. And then they had yeah. everybody ratting on each other like they're doing that. Oh, yeah, that's a if huge thing. You know too. somebody yeah. who has a fake vaccine card, you might be entitled <laughs> to a compensation. We need to report these people because they're putting mm. everyone's life in danger. Life in danger. I mean, on top of all that shit, Omicron isn't fucking killing anybody. So why are we not talking about it's it? It's a goddamn win winter cold, dude. Yeah, why aren't we talking about it like it's good news? Yeah, exactly. The strains are getting weaker, but the mandates are getting stronger. That tells you everything you need to know that this is not about a virus. They piggybacked on the virus to put all this other technology. They're rolling with the China playbook of social credit scores and shaming people. Mm -hmm. And do you see what they do in China? If you break, like they give you the thing that you're, a, they have drones. And if you're in your car, the drone comes down and makes you hold out your fucking green pass that you're allowed to leave your house because your social credit score is good. And if you're not, the cops descend on you and then they and they mar they march you in fucking public shaming you because you broke covid uh, rules that they established. This is what. These motherfuckers want to want to do in the United States. They're destroying the Constitution. They are destroying your personal freedom. I'm not putting anybody in danger. Stop with that fucking bullshit that you're running. Like, it, you know, they, everything they're doing, man, all I say is don't believe anything. If you research, I've been researching the corruption of the pharmaceutical industry and all of these corporations since 1981, when I when the Bad Brains got me a job at the health food store and they were all these people hooked up with Hippocrates Health Center and Victoris Kovinskis and all these fucking health experts and Wigmore from Hippocrates Health Center. And I listened to them and what they were saying that the pharmaceutical company's fucking plan was for all of us. Codex Alimentarius. That's what you are now seeing being put in place through the UN, the WHO, all these organizations. And it's big tech, big pharma, and big government, and big agra controlling every fucking aspect of your life. There's a reason Bill Gates owns 500,000 shares of Monsanto to put GMOs into the ground. He's now the biggest private farm land owner in America. All the, uh, so many of the biggest watersheds are under the property that he bought. These people are about control. That's what they're about. And Bill Gates, look at his TED talk where he says we need to reduce Earth's population. So the person who wants to reduce Earth's population now wants to save Earth's population. He can go on any fucking television show. The motherfucker couldn't even keep viruses out of computers but he's allowed to talk medical <laughs> shit 
and real doctors and scientists can't. He was yeah. just on CNBC saying, oh, yeah, Omicron. Listen, if you ever seen him in that dance video, anybody that dances like that, I ain't trusting that motherfucker. What? Wasn't wasn't Gates caught like making viruses for Windows? Yes, back, that's like, what he did. He like gave the virus yeah. and then he fucking stole and the fucking uh Yeah, the software, yeah. the virus software. So you know, yeah. who knows what's going on? I don't want to get totally out there with the tinfoil hats. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, you know. Listen, if you research event twenty one and all the shit the Rockefeller Foundation was running all these tests and simulations, and now all of a sudden the shit comes true. Yeah. 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 That's that's a that's a historical thing, too. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. When, when, when I smell shit, I know that a dog took a shit somewhere. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It ain't rocket <laughs> science. Connect the dots. Well, everything they called conspiracy theory has been coming true. Like, I mean, when people started warning about vaccine passports, they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's a conspiracy theory. You now just call it. it fortune telling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can we yeah. just do that yeah. now? Yeah. I mean, like. You know, come on. even the chips are even they're even developing chips to put in. Yeah, you. I saw that. It's a yeah. great movie. I want everybody to watch. And it was from the late Aaron Russo, who did the movie Trading Places. And what's interesting about if you saw that with Eddie Murphy, it was these mm-hmm. mega, mega rich people. And they did an experiment, social experiment with Eddie Murphy. And, and it was a bet for one dollar. Right. Think about mm. that and the social experiments, you know, the next thing is the austerities are coming because they robbed every bit of money out of these countries, right? That's the real deal. They stole fucking everything. And according to every economic expert, there's going to be a huge economic crash. There's going to be massive austerities food shortages, you name it. Uh, you know, you're seeing that now grocery stores are fucking like, well, that's the supply chain issue because, uh, you know, they're keeping shit, you know, but, but, uh, you know, all I got to say is, you know, pay attention. Everything is not what it seems. And as intelligent people, it means, you know, my teacher probably said the sign of his, the sign of intelligence is that we ask questions. So why is asking questions now frowned upon? Yeah, it, it is. The debate is over. I mean, that's what they, you know, no, that's, it's not. It's just starting because you're fucking, yeah, hopefully your pile of shit lies is coming apart. Yeah. Now your fucking lies are coming apart. The shots don't work. You know, they they, they got a different thing. Oh, wow. Well, well, you know, it keeps you out of the hospital. No, it don't. No, it don't. Yeah, no, it yeah. don't. I didn't go to the hospital. I know I know about fucking 10 people that are had to go to the hospital with vaccination because they got Omicron and their fucking immune systems were already compromised. <clears throat> See, the scientists, and they've been all banned. That's why you're not hearing from them, folks. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're not seeing two scientists or two doctors with opposing points of view get on TV and argue and debate and present the science, right? The scientists that first said you cannot mass vaccinate your your way out of a pandemic because what happens is 
the 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 uh, vaccine that you're taking, just like the flu. Remember a couple of years ago, they had to do another vaccine because like there was another strain. So what happens? This is the science. You motherfuckers want to talk science that are always like, you know, like I said, I've been researching all this shit for 40 years. That's 41 years. That's uh, longer than most motherfuckers that talk shit to me online have been alive. All right. So let's get real here. They wasn't even fucking sperm in their fucking daddy's nuts sacks when I started getting into my journey of discovering health. You know, but here's the thing. The scientists said you cannot mass vaccinate your way out of a fucking pandemic. And here's the reason why. Let's look at it. And this is what one scientist said who they completely shot. I forget what his name was. They completely banned him everywhere. He goes, let's let's look at it as football, right? So here's the offensive line. Here's the defense, right? The offensive line is only recognizing several, a few players, right? So Mm -hmm. what it does, it's trained to only recognize the strain that you're vaccinated for. And what happens is when a new strain comes along, it's like the fucking defenseman that, the offense has not been trained to fucking watch out for. So guess what? They make it in. And then what happens? It creates variants and more variants. And the ones who keep taking the fucking... Now they just came out with that report. Did you see it in Europe? That mass vaccinations and boosters are going to destroy people's immune systems. Duh, yeah. motherfuckers! They said that two years ago. Yeah. Duh, motherfuckers! Yeah. Oh, shit. It's like all the countries now that have had like the 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 most vaccine mandates. Israel. Vaccine Gib- mandate. What is it? Yeah. Gibraltar's a hundred percent vaccinated. They're fucking out of control. Yeah, all the lockdowns. Got- now yeah. Israel's yeah. going Australia. Australia. Four and yeah. five fucking uh they call Israel Fisrael now because they have an exclusive deal with Pfizer. That's the only vaccine yeah. allowed in in, in Israel, right? They're just going to put Pfizer's They're name like on the four, map. four, like five, <laughs> six. You know, the CEO scumbag, I just posted his video, like, oh, we may need four boosters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about something else. But all I got <laughs> to say is this. Yeah, okay. Anybody listening to this with a half a fucking... Where you guys at? In Jersey? I'm Maryland. Uh, Maryland. Maryland and Virginia. Anybody with a half a fucking scruple, with a half half a fucking brain cell that really wants to know, could there possibly be another narrative? Go listen to these doctors, these scientists who are saying all this shit. What is it? The Great Barrington Declaration. All of this shit. You're acting like it's one or two crazy nut job like People that took a hit of acid and, and lost their mind and they're not doctors anymore. Yeah. The great Barrington declaration. Look at all this shit. Read up on Alex Berenson. Al- Alex Berenson, they fucking kicked him out of the times because he started questioning what the fuck was going on. You want to talk about somebody who knows the numbers, okay? And they tried to destroy him. He He's a fiction writer. They fucking started banning his books off of Amazon. They're all in on it, dude. They're all, you know, the term lockstep. That's what this mm-hmm. is. 
So anybody with a half a fucking brain, all I got to say is, first of all, I'll debate anybody. I'll debate fucking Fauci because I'll bring up all the shit he's done in the past. His Wuhan lab shit. I got the fucking government documents now that Veritas put out. He fucking lied to the con. He lied to the United States fucking government, the Congress. He said he didn't have anything to do with fucking gain of function research. And you know what? That's bullshit because he did. And here's what happened, because I remember I was following the scientists who now, you, you know, they're not suicidal, guys. If you find them with gunshots <laughs> to the head, they didn't kill themselves twice. Yeah. <laughs> but they said this shit a long time ago. They were like, Fauci's headquarters is in Maryland, right? Yeah. Right. What's what's it? NIAID? NIH? NIH. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. A, it's not NIH. It's. Oh, it's the. I, I know. It's a. Uh, NSAID yeah, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. something like that. Hey, he sounds like a fucking. Uh, <laughs> so he started doing the gain of function research, right? And, and then I saw you cannot find this document anymore. This was at the beginning, just like at 9 11, you know, when all the shit started happening. And at first, a lot of the cops said, you know, explosions went off in the fucking bill and all this other shit. And then they all went away. Right. Call us fucking conspiracy theories. That's why seven world trade is not in the fucking 9-11 commission report. You notice that? Now, let me say this. These scientists produced the documents. This They, they put the documents online before they kept cracked down on all of this like they're doing now. There was a lot more information out. They cracked down on all. They they ran some Stasi shit, East German Stasi shit on all the info. But these scientists put up a fucking. They showed the document. They took a petition, tw- over twenty scientists to stop Fauci from doing gain of function research. They said this is extremely fucking dangerous. Now, if you read Project Veritas, he had contracts going with the fucking Department yep. of Defense. Okay. Uh, uh, DARPA and all this other shit. So the shit's all coming out now. But and they're sitting in DC right now. No, like exactly, this, this exactly. Going on right Listen, now. Listen, people, yeah. pay attention. Okay. So what did Fauci do? He had to run through a middleman. So he gave the fucking money to do the research to the uh, what it what was the uh, fucking Eco Health Alliance, and he went to Wuhan. And they did the research in Wuhan for gain of function. Fauci fucking lied in front of the Congress and said he. I mean, he's he's got a history. Dude, he did it during the AIDS crisis. Yep. Do you know what he did to? And it hit me hard because I'm a foster child. I was abused. I know when motherfuckers are doing shit to kids. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. listen, man. Even when I was locked up, they called them short eyes. If you touch the kid. Oh, you fucking did anything, bro. You were fucking dead. You were dead. That's the rule. That's the rule in the penitentiary. That's the rule in the 21 and under shit. If they found out you touched and harmed kids, that was it. Right. So, uh, you know, the craziness that he did to foster children, he tested AIDS vaccines and AIDS drugs on foster and, and orphan children in New York State, New York City against their will. And the reports that came out in Spin Magazine in that article in 88 and other 
uh, articles of whistleblowers, people that worked in the hospital said these kids were screaming and they were fucking jabbing them with fucking experimental drugs. Some of them died. A lot of them became very, very seriously ill. So this is Fauci. This is Fauci. Yeah, it was horrific. Completely horrific. <clears throat> so, all right. What else could we fucking talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to touch on your time with the Bad Brains. Yeah. And kind of like how, you know, being around them as much as you were, seeing the influence or you know, how they influenced you and stuff like that. And I also read something, or I think I heard one of your interviews talking about how you were on their first tour in the South. Yeah, I was. And like people didn't even know they were black. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you want to talk about craziness. I mean, you know, uh, the history of how. I mean, I knew I met them in D.C. and then H.R. and me kind of like, you know, yeah, he was like, yes, they, they would. They didn't even have dreads, dude. If you saw the 79 video at, at CBGB's Christmas time where mm -hmm. they didn't even really have any dreads yet, just maybe starting to sprout some shit, but they had the suits on and all that. I met them like four months after that. But they 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 met this dude, Ray Chinna, and he was like from Jamaica and knew all, you know, whatever the fuck, all the whole Bob Marley crews or whatever. And he got them really... They had the farm in, uh, what was it, Bethesda? Uh, not Bethesda. Um, fuck. Somewhere in Virginia. Fucking, I forget. But, like, he got them into the whole roster shit. And then when I came up to New York at that time, you know, I was fucking doing drugs, quaaludes, you, fighting every fucking body. I didn't give a fuck. I wasn't a bully. But, you know, back then, you know, when you when you – fucking looked the way we did and I never had Mohawks or nothing like that but a shaved head and fucking like chains and like fucking like that whole old school DC shit you know boots mm. with fucking like barbed wire on them just like that people were like what the fuck you know people would try to start shit with you now the rednecks got Mohawks and shit red Mohawk yeah. Yeah. rednecks are like wearing black flag shirts yeah I, and you know what? God bless him, man. But I landed a TV writing gig and shit, and it's going to be uh, about the Lower East Side in the early 80s. I just signed the awesome. paperwork. Um, nice. You know, some paperwork with whatever. I'm I'm consulting on the script, but it's Elgin James on the, on the pilot right now, and if it gets picked up. But it's Elgin James who's doing uh, the Mayans right now. That's, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, like, it's the real deal, but, like, going back through the history and reminiscing about the Bad Brains and then, like, everything, the way shit transpired down over here, and then going to 11th Street, and there's this crew, the Hitmen over there, they live next, they had drug spots next to where the Bad Brains studio was, and I wrote about it in my memoir, like, these dudes came in there and like started smacking punk rock. They didn't want us in there because it was like making noise and attracting attention to the block. And they mm -hmm. have the biggest cocaine heroin spot in America. So naturally, yeah. and they're killers. I'm friends with yeah. these guys now. I go over on yeah. the block <laughs> and the motherfuckers are still there. And they're still there? there. And they're That's telling all the young bucks, this motherfucker right here was the only white boy that had fucking heart. He fought all of us. And I don't say that to brag, but that's 
you know why I got the Bad yeah. Brains gig. Because they went into the into the gig and the Beastie Boys were there, all these motherfuckers, and nobody would fight these dudes back. And the Bad Brains are playing. And I go up to J.W. Lee, who produced the Bad Brains and was the guitar player. I said, yo, let's get these motherfuckers. There's like 50 of us. There's like five of them. And he's like, yo, don't do nothing. They kill people. They're a fucking gang. They're like the real deal. And the dude came by, tried to like jig me with a knife. I blocked it. And I was like, you know, the music was playing, but I was like, I was on Quaaludes. I'm like, yo. If you do that again, you know, they call them gorilla biscuits for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You think you're indestructible. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. you are. But the thing was, they closed down the show and everybody spilled onto the street and they were smacking people and fucking whatever. And some people stayed in the studio, the Beastie Boys. Uh, and then he came up and you know, said some shit to me. What are you hard of hearing, white boy? I said, no, I heard you. I just, I ain't leaving, motherfucker. And he tried to stab me, and I fucked him up. And then I got in a chain fight with a bunch of these motherfuckers. I ended up getting stabbed. And uh, But the thing was, I made my bones down there, dude. They gave me respect from that point on and never fucked with 171. And then I started staying at 171 while they were doing that record and roading. I was I was Earl's drum tech. So I would set up Earl's drums and I would fucking do security for their shows. And I was like, if anybody fucked with the bad brains and I'm working security, I don't give a fuck what I got to pick up to fucking annihilate. They were my family and I never really had family. And these dudes kind of saved my life. So I would put my life on the line anywhere we would go to. That's how the whole shit happened with living with them. And, well, they didn't live there, but HR lived at the studio. This, and, and me and him became like fucking brothers, man. He was like a big brother to me. And then I got to go on that tour. And Dave Hahn, who was the original Cro-Mag drummer, right? The original Cro-Mags that started at 171A, despite all the bullshit, like fallacies and fantasy science fiction stories somebody told in their book. Um, the original Cro-Mags was Dave Hahn, who was the Bad Brains manager, was on drums. Dave Stein, this guy, this cat, was the guitar player. Harley was on bass and I was on vocals, right? So we rehearsed for a bunch of months and then Harley was acting like an asshole and treating people like shit and two of those guys quit. But I was like, I didn't take offense to the way that kid was because I'm like, you know, that's he's a little smart mouth, but I don't give a fuck. He's, he's my friend. You know, these guys took it more personal than I did. But Dave Hahn was the Bad Brains manager. So he sent the tour poster out with just the album cover and no picture of the band. So it was cool when we played in Philly. It was cool when we played in Baltimore. It was cool when we played in D.C. When we went to North Carolina to the Big Bad Wolf a Biker Bar, that's where the shit... Like, we walk in, and these fucking bikers are there, and um, they're like, what the fuck do y'all want? Like, right away, I'm like, yo, what's with that attitude, man? I was like, he's like, what the fuck are y'all doing in here? And he's, you could tell he's looking at the black dudes like, 
like the bad brains. And I was like, yo, we're with the band. We're loading in. He's like, you guys ain't the fucking band, man. The bad brains are the band. And, and Doc holds up his fucking guitar case, bad brains sticker on it, <laughs> all over it. And the one biker turns to the other and goes, and I'm paraphrasing here, Jeffro, the band is niggers. <laughs> they said the band is niggers, but I don't know if that was his. And yeah. I'm like, that's when I was like, yo, like, and HR was like, nah, nah, nah. We're going to fucking have our moment. So mm -hmm. then the Bad Brains went on stage and the first words out of fucking HR's mouth before they just ripped everybody's fucking skulls out of their heads with their set was, fuck this uh, racist club, tear it down. And that's what happened. And the bouncers <laughs> were trying to stop us and they was catching beatings. So then at the end of the show, we knew we wasn't getting paid. This is just one story. There's many. Yeah. So like I'm packing up the drum shit. We're in the middle of the floor. All the now these bikers used they they were taking beers and pouring it on the like 15 year old punk kids, mohawks and Matt, like just total like something you would see in a movie where you're like, I want to hit this guy with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the punks were hanging out. They were like, yeah. You know, they've been fucking with us forever. We were in our victory moment. I was like, don't get too happy with that victory because we got to get the van loaded, get the fuck out of here. The fucking doors fly open. Fucking big dude in the middle, biker, comes in with a bat with fucking two or three dudes on each side of them, bikers with bats, and goes, where's that nigger lead singer that wrecked my club? And I started Man. handing out cymbal stands. <laughs> I had a, I had like on the crash that bar that allows it to tilt. I had yeah, that yeah. motherfucker. And I said, get ready, boys, grab something. It's going down. And there was still a bunch of us. And I walked out to the middle of the floor and I go, come on, you fucking cocksuckers. Let's go, motherfuckers. Let's go. Let's go. You want it? And they were like, they thought we was going to bitch up. I was like, come on, motherfuckers, step forward. Who wants it first? They're like, we're going to call the police, man. You guys have to get out of here and you're not getting paid. And then they called the cops. I was like, you pussy motherfuckers, man. You pussy ass motherfuckers. I'll go out in the parking lot with any one of you motherfuckers right now. You fucking pussies. You fucking been beating these kids up in this fucking neighborhood forever. And now you're bullies and your cards got pulled, you fucking pussies. And the cops took us to the highway, said, get on the highway. Don't come back or you're all getting locked up. That was that was only one of many stories. And, and there's a fucking resolution to this. Got storytelling. Okay. The resolution, five parts of story design. Uh, inciting incident, progressive complications, crisis, climax. What's the climax? Was we're ready to fight yeah. you, motherfuckers? And then resolution. <laughs> you know what the resolution was? Fast forward thirty years, thirty something years later, forty years later, Cro-Mags just played before you know Harley sued us or whatever the fuck because he wants to rip everybody off, uh, and uh, we played at. 
the same town in Raleigh. And this dude came up to me, much like yourself, with a gray fucking beard. He goes, Uh yo, man, I was one of the kids that was there that night, man. I fucking fives all night. Imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) And he's like, I always tell my kids about that night. And they're like, wow, dad, you were a fucking rebel. (laughs) 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 Fuck those racists. That's the other thing. Like the little hardcore puny fucking wearing five masks hiding under their desks when we did our concert in Tompkins Square Park are like, He's a he's a white supremacist. Oh, that's the that's yeah, that's another, their cover all. That's for, another thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Everybody's a white supremacist that doesn't uh, agree yeah. with the government now. You see that? It doesn't tell There's line. a new task yeah. force from the Department of Justice for um, for white supremacists, which is the new danger, and uh, people who uh, go against the government and uh, are against authority. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Angelo Biafra, I challenge you to a fucking debate and then a fist fight. <laughs> awesome. I'm just kidding, man. Fuck that guy. He's a fucking <laughs> asshole, dude. Now let's talk about say, something po- Well, this is positive. Yeah. Say what you will about John Joseph, but the man knows story structure. No, I know story structure, but you know what? I got stories for days, and you know what, motherfuckers? Them shits are true. You got a story about your um, tour with Motorhead when you guys Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you a great one. So the reason we got on the Motorhead tour. What year was this? uh, I want to say 86, 80. Yeah, it had to be maybe 85, 86. So okay. we were scheduled to play. This is why we got on the tour. Okay. Uh, we were supposed to play. Uh, it was SOD and Chrome Eggs opened up and Motorhead at the Ritz. This is when we really started fucking hitting. Uh, the, the, the demo was like Metallica was coming to fucking see us. Like crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. So like we played the Ritz uh, with Motorhead. And... Uh, you know, we were the band, I guess we opened up and then SOD or somebody else. Uh, maybe it was three band. Half the fucking crowd was there to see us. Half the crowd was hardcore punk motherfuckers, dude. Like, and the metalheads even liked us too. So we had a lot of that crowd. Nobody wanted to see Billy Milano's uh, little pee-pee in Santa Claus pants. <laughs> Like, whatever, he, he did his thing, whatever the fuck. But uh, the thing was, um, I'm hearing, because, you know, I know people on the whole streets that Lemmy and them is all down there in the bad areas and partying and doing fucking drugs. So the sound check is the roadies just playing fucking instruments for like four hours, running over. After doors, like crazy shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So they come to us and say, uh, yeah, well, since they did such a long sound check playing Jethro Tull covers, uh, you're <laughs> fucking set. You're going to have to go on after Motorhead. And I go, what? You don't go on after Motorhead, dude. Nobody wow, can so follow weird. Motorhead. And now... Yeah. 
you know, I've been going to their shows <clears throat> since they first fucking started. Like, you know, I turned Harley onto Motorhead and Geezer Butler for the bass playing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, yo, check these motherfuckers out. And he was still like, you know, uh, kind of like into that oi shit. He's like, oh, these guys are a bunch of fucking hippies. I said, shut the fuck up and listen to what the fucking bass player is playing, dude. And he yeah, was like the biggest Lemmy fan. We had to go see them and he loved fucking Sabbath. But the thing was, I was a huge Motorhead fan. I was a, a fucking, you know, and so Motorhead plays and then the lights come on. The show's fucking over. I, I, I was like, them dudes in the Cro-Mags was going to let it go. I said, mm-hmm. fuck that. I went down to the fucking main floor after everybody said, I go, Lemmy, you motherfucker. Get the fuck down here. Yo, Lemmy. What the fuck? And he comes downstairs flanked by like three Hells Angels. And I'm like, yo, you're a fucking piece of shit, dude. You fucking, I knew you was down there. I knew what you were fucking doing. You fucking, you bumped our fucking set in our home fucking town. Fuck you, motherfucker. And the Hells Angels were like, yo, you want us to kick this motherfucker's ass? And Lemmy was like, you know, gave me the pass on that. And, uh, I was like, he goes, yo, man, you know, you're absolutely right, John. Like, you know, and and, and I'm going to make it up to you. Yeah. And he did. And that's how we got on that tour when Orgasmatron came out. Because we was on profile. He was on profile. We're Orgasmatron, but we were on profile Rock Hotel. That's another story of our manager ripping us off, you know, with... uh, conflict of interest started his own label used us as bait and he's the manager and the record company guy yeah nothing to see here folks so basically (laughs) lemmy made it up to us and he took us out on the tour and then we became like brothers man you know hanging out all the time i was cooking for their crew because we were playing big spots and i've been cooking since i was the bad brains cook so we went on that tour i was putting our money together, going to the store and buying shit and then cooking it at the venues. So one of the roadies came in one day. They're like, "Oi, man, what the fuck is that? I was like, yo, it's like tofu and uh, risotto and fucking all the barbecue talk. He's like, mate, we're fucking got eight guys who are fucking vegetarian. We've been starving. So then I started cooking oh, wow. all of them. And yeah. the guys in our band that were vegetarian. And then Lemmy, you know, he'd be like, oh, it's like, you know, fucking uh, thank you so much, man. Our guys have been hurting and and and, and like and and, and uh, you know, I would have done the same thing if somebody came to my town and did that to me in my town, man. I fucking got so much respect that out of anybody in the, your band. You ever seen that episode of the King of Queens where like the boss is there at Carrie's job and Carrie says all this shit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. goes. You know what? We worked our asses off, and why don't you go sit in there? And the guy goes, "That took moxie." (laughs) (laughs) So basically, that's what that's what Lemmy was telling me. You got fucking moxie, but I'm going somewhere with this story. There's always a climax. 
So we're like three shows. We're two shows in. Forget where we were playing, but I'm with Doug, and our dressing room is here, and then Motorhead's over there. Who was the drummer on that tour? You remember? Pete Gill. Pete Gill? It was like, you know, perms and... Oh, uh, like... <laughs> pants so tight, you could tell what religion he was, like, from that... Like era. glam rocker? Yeah, that era of, like, rock star dickhead bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking rock star mentality. And he don't know... So the door's open and Doug just steps inside the door and he's the only one in there. And Doug goes, hey, man, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I saw the band with Filthy and like you're doing a fucking great job, you know, like you, you've been killing it, man. You know, he comes up to Doug and grabs Doug by the throat and goes, if you don't fucking ever walk in the fucking headliner's dressing room without fucking asking permission. If you ever fucking come in here again like this, I will rip your fucking throat out. Wow. Bug comes into my room and I'm sitting there stretching out, getting ready and goes, yo, this motherfucker just grabbed me by the throat and threatened me and shit because I said good gig. At that time, I walk out. He had closed the fucking door. You know, motorhead only. I op- I slam the fucking door open. He's over by the catering table. Yeah. I said, motherfucker, I'm in your dressing room. Boom. What the fuck you going to do about it? Shoved him into the shit. I'm like, come on, you bitch. Take one step forward. <laughs> Lemmy comes in. He goes, oh, what the fuck's going on? I go, yo, Doug came in this dressing room. And, and said, good show in the doorway. And he grabbed Doug's throat and fucking threatened him. And Lemmy walks up to Pete Gill and points in his face. He goes, listen, these are our fucking mates. The Cro-Mags are fucking family. He goes, you ever disrespect them at all on this fucking tour, and you're going to be on the fucking next plane home. Damn. And let me tell you something. Right after that, you guys need any beers? You want to fuck out? You want to fuck out groupies? What can I get for you guys? But I'm like, yo, don't be a rock star asshole. We have the most maniac motherfuckers coming to our shows as our fans. Like we will totally. Like back then, like it was known you did not fuck with us. Like dudes that work for us now are like. My one friend retired 20 years out of the special forces. Another one is like with a high level government protection uh, for diplomats overseas. Yeah. Like baddest fighters. And we, we, we never were bullies, but we would be like, if you know, like they say on the streets of New York, if you fuck around, you're going to lay around. That was the pro mags. And we yeah. stuck together regardless of what beef we had. I remember at, at this gig and uh, we played the Jockey Club in Covington, which is across the bridge there from Cincinnati. So we played Bogarts and then and the, I come outside and these two rednecks got Paris and I had a jug of water. Right. So the first dude, I just walked up. Bang. I knocked him out and woke him up at the same time because the punch knocked him out, but the water woke him up. The other one, I just cracked him. 
and they fucking both ran off. But that's what it was. You didn't fuck with us. Like, yeah. we didn't fuck with nobody. We just wanted to go out and do our thing and be the hardest motherfucking live band that we could possibly be. But don't fuck with us. And that yeah. was, you know, and that's the way I still am today. I don't care. if You yeah. got different views or whatever the fuck. That's cool. But if you come trying to do harm to me and mine, yeah. be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Because I don't I don't play that shit. I'm not a kid. Like, you know, like when people wanted to cancel you when I was a kid, you know what that meant? That didn't mean, you know, don't follow him. That meant I'm taking your fucking life. The areas that I grew up and the streets that I grew up on and the institutions that I was in, it was real yeah. shit. These kids don't know about that kind of shit. They don't. they don't know about the streets of New York in the 70s and 80s and even 90s. All yeah. live little fucking, like, you know, protected lives, man. Like, they don't even want to get their driver's license now. They just want to hang out at yeah. home or whatever. Well, I don't, I, I'm 60 and I ain't got a driver's license, but I, <laughs> but I must say, yeah, but, I drive very well. <laughs> I drove the tour vans and shit. No license. A wall is a motherfucker. Yeah, well, I mean, it's right, with the Kendrick van. Did you read that? You know about that with the hippie, uh, how Chris Williamson, like, oh my God, please read my book. I'm writing a punk rock comedy based on like that tour. Awesome. But, you know, listen, I'm doing this new shit with Blood Cloud. It's dope. I got Tom Capone on guitar and um, uh, Darren Morgan Valor on uh, drums. He was in Madball and was and uh, the fuck was his other band? I, I, I always draw a blank on that on, on the other band he was in. But he's a bad motherfucker. He filled in for Mackie on one of these Cro-Mag tours when Mackie's mom was sick. And uh, um. Yeah, we just we were getting ready. Actually, we got rehearsal tomorrow. We're doing pre-production. We're gonna do a six-song EP, and then uh, you know we're playing stuff off the first album, second album, this, and we do a Chromag song, and we do a Bad Brain song, which we do one two X U. I sent that shit to Daryl, and he was like, "Yo, Squids, that's the way we should have played it." Which I think yeah. he was just being nice, but it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty rip ass. And then we're gonna go play where we can. I will never play a venue that's vaccinated only. And uh, and, and you know we're we're talking with bands like some of the members are vaccinated, some of them ain't. I don't give a fuck when yo listen, you fucking jabronis in every music scene. <laughs> when is somebody's health status the main conversation of the uh, evening? How many, what's your antibody count, dude? Like, my antibody <laughs> count is fuck you. One, two. Boom, 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 boom. Dude, I'm sick of this shit, and a lot of people are sick of this shit. Yeah, so it's true. We're making a statement and playing with anybody. Come to the fucking show. Come get in the pit. I don't care if you're vaccinated, if you're not, if you're wearing a mask, if you're not, just come and have a good time. Because like the old days, if you're an asshole, you're going to get dealt with. And yeah. that's just the way that's the way shit is. But 
most of the motherfuckers that talk all that shit online, uh, you know, that's where they keep it behind keyboards. I call them keyboard commandos. I'm respectful to everybody. I'm willing to debate and, and have a discussion with anybody. But when you start throwing insults, motherfucker, I just block you and I say, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm going to be here uh, if you want to have a conversation man to man, you know, even though we're lacking one man here, uh, you know, just come forth and we can discuss openly. But, um, you know, the other thing is every bit of information that I've ever put out, even, you know, when I was teaching people about health and nutrition and training and this and that, and even, you know, even back in the day, I, I took martial arts, I, I instructed instructed people boxing just everything i was like it's always been to help people Mm -hmm. and that's all i'm trying to do now is really help people i i'm not selling a book i'm not trying to you know sell a book about what i think about all this shit i'm just telling you motherfuckers there's another side there's another side and how about lending an ear to that side and that's why everybody like i said uh, is flocking to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because when you did not, it's like, uh, you know, what did they do when they took all the books and shit, the Nazis and all these, there was like, everybody wanted to read books from Jewish authors, right? Yeah. Everybody wanted to yeah. read those, the Anne Frank diaries and all of this shit from these amazing, like, the arts are so beautiful, man. It, t- it brings people together for, from all walks of life. And now it's become the host space of like ignorant motherfuckers, like, and just, yeah. just disgusting vibes. And like, it, I don't come from that world because when I had a problem with somebody or some shit went down, it was up close and personal. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like yeah. you can be in Iowa in your mom's basement and be like, oh, yeah, you're fucking you're you're a misogynist and you're a, a racist and, you know, whatever the fuck. We're just playing this shit to bring people together. That's what music's about. That's that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, if people want to have a good time and see a great show, then, you know, come come on and come on with it. Yeah, the 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 keyboard totally takes away like the consequence of getting punched in the face. That's, I mean, that's what it is. It <laughs> that's is. what Mike Tyson said. People have yeah. become too comfortable with saying shit online that they would get punched in the face in person for. Don't get comfortable yeah, with it, that shit. Yeah. If you come at somebody with some personal shit it, like it's that pussy in shit. person, it's, this is yeah. pussy shit. This right here yeah. is pussy shit. And one dude, he had said some shit, and then I seen him on the street. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, no, it ain't what's up. <laughs> Remember that shit you were saying? Oh, man, come on, man. That was like, yeah. I'm like, you were a disrespectful motherfucker. Now, here I am in front of you. Yep. Now you want to be friends. You want to be disrespectful now? Oh, what are you going to beat me up? Then I'm the bad guy. You see, that's how that- they yeah, try yeah, to totally. play that reverse psychology. I'm yeah. like, dude, beating you up would be like smacking around a five-year-old kid. I don't do shit like that. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Just like this whole persona. I don't go out there like on tour like some other motherfuckers. Like, yeah, we're going to fight people. Like, it's not what it's about. 
we don't roll like that. You know, we 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 want to have a good time and a peaceful time, but you know, uh, we don't. We it, it's about the music has to bring people together again. And now there's all this shit. Vaccinated bands won't play with unvaccinated bands. Bands like Dave Grohl, who gets up there, and I've called them out, you know, and, and been like, "How do you get up and have the Bad Brains come to the Foo Fighters and sing Bad Brains songs?" about the big takeover and all the other shit that the bad brains are singing about. And then you turn around and do this other shit, playing this Vax Live and taking money from the pharmaceutical companies and the government's budget to promote whatever the fuck. And, uh, you know, it's just not really, uh, you know, and, and Scream opened up for the for the Cro-Mags back in the day, man. You know, he was the drummer for Scream. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I like this music, but there's a lot of motherfuckers. You got motherfuckers, like, you know, putting animal blood all over them and, like, fucking, uh, you know, skulls and explosions and evil faces and masks. And then they're, like, coming out of the dressing room to my friend, Excuse me, your your mask is slightly below. There may be droplets. Uh, I'm not bullshitting you, dude. I believe it. And That's why it's cool. Canceling fucking shows. He tried to get the, the the venue to do vaccinated only, and they said no. And he would cancel the show and be like, "We're not going to put our fans and crew and bands in in danger." So we, it's like, dude. The vaccinated are spreading the shit. Okay, let's get over it. The vaccine does not stop the transmission and it doesn't stop you getting sick. Bottom line. Yep. So why should I take it? Right. Why, why should I take an mRNA yep. technology, man? Like, come on, man. Government flu, Jello, really? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've been doing the same thing for years with the flu shot. Yeah. You know, the flu shot's the same thing. Like, you can't make a vaccine for a virus. If you could, we would have had a flu vaccine. We don't even have a cold vaccine, dude. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, they mutate so much. You can, for one strain, that's it. That's it. And then by the time they come out, you know, it takes years and years and years to come out with a vaccine. And then they hit you with the, well, the science has gone so far. And now we're able to whip it up in three months. Yeah. And they're asking to not show the clinical data for 75 fucking years. If you ain't got, when I cook a motherfucking pizza, when I cook a pizza and somebody wants to know what's in it, I'm like, there you go. There's all the ingredients. Let's hear your ingredients and let's hear about, because when you pull out the paper, there's nothing on it. That's, I don't know if you've seen those videos. There's no ingredients list. And they fucking, the clinical shit, they're trying to hide it all. In the placebo group, they killed the placebo group. There's all kinds of information, and Pfizer are crooks. That's let's just get let's just get yeah, deal with it. But <laughs> anyway, you know, I just try to do good things. I, I, I'm writing two books. I got a, a a film I'm I'm working on. I have this director I want to direct it. I'm training for Ironmans. I mean, I'm putting out new music. I, I just keep rolling, and I. And I try to help people, man. I, I feed, you know, homeless people in the city. There's about probably four or five homeless dudes that have my number that call me up and say, yo, I'm hurting. Can you fucking give me some money? I need socks. I need a car, whatever. 
and I go down and I and I fucking help these brothers out, you know. Yeah. So it's always about, you know, trying to help other people. And 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 listen, folks, listening to this, I, I know you may think this guy talks a lot of mad shit, but you know, I try to bring a little comedy into the situation because honestly, everybody has a stick up their fucking ass, and it's time for the comedians to do their job and start snapping on these. You know who I love? What's that one comedian? He smokes all the weed. Jim Brewer. Oh, Jim oh, Brewer. Yeah. Shit. Dude. Did you see the video yeah. that he did? And it was like, Fauci's on, Fauci's on, Fauci's on. He did the parrot. I'll have to check that out. Holy that. shit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is. And you got to, guys, this is what I'm talking about. Lighten the fuck up. When I took my comedy yeah. class, what's his name? Jim what? Jim Brewer. How do you spell Jim that? Brewer, yeah. Oh, I think it's B-R-U-E-R. Yeah, that's right. He he had a good episode of Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I saw it. That's why I, then I started going down the route. I like him because he's a Mets fan, and I'm a Mets fan. So. <laughs> People, let's laugh a little. Lighten the fuck up, yeah. man. That's why Amen. there's everybody depressed and on... Do you know how skyrocketing the fucking meds for depression and anxiety oh, yeah. are oh right God. now? You think so they didn't bad. know when they did this shit that that was going to be... These motherfuckers are moving five moves ahead of everybody. They're what, all going to be depressed this? and we're going to sell billions in prescription meds for depression and anxiety. And suicide's like the most... like Yeah. It's it's horrible. That's like the, the highest number fucking... one death is between yeah. eighteen and forty five year olds. Fucking suicide. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Fentanyl yeah. is yeah. in everything because everybody's using drugs. And explain to me how there's an open southern border with all of this shit going on and a supposed pandemic, and you're letting these motherfuckers just bring this shit across the southern border. One fuck. It's crazy. Al guitar player from Up in Arms, Todd, he relapsed because he had a problem with his wife, whatever their relationship, and he got a, a, a bag of dope with fentanyl in it, and he died. So like oh, all of this shit hits home, man. You know how many motherfuckers I know right now that died from fentanyl, dude. Yeah. People that are my age that have fucking kids in their twenties. Lost their mm-hmm. kid. I know yeah. a ton too. That's a fucking epidemic. That is the number one cause of death. Why is that? Why isn't there a rolling death count? Why isn't there fucking constant commercials and fear place to do about doing drugs and get help? And the government's here for you. There's hundreds of billions of, there's a hundred billion dollar fund for us to help you. Where's that people? Where's that? You want to talk facts? Let's talk facts. That's why motherfuckers are trying to shut me down. Because I talk common fucking sense. Boom. That's it. Or just sense. I don't know if there's a such thing as common sense It's uncommon sense. Yeah. Yeah. No (laughs) shit. Coin the phrase, dude. Yeah. There you go. Uncommon (laughs) sense. Anyway. It's true. All right. Well, John, thanks so much for taking the time out to do this. Oh, man. When did we start? 6.30? We started at 6. Oh, God. We went all over the three worlds, didn't we? I just want to say one other thing, man. Besides that, I 
uh, you know, I do the plant-based shit. Uh, you could, you know, put my tags in there for my YouTube channel is John mm-hmm. Joseph, uh, the, with the hard truth with John Joseph. And I do cooking segments and I talk about health and just, you know, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Anybody wants to, uh, you know, hit me up. I'll fucking turn you on to like, you can read philosophy books uh, or listen to them for free. And, and, and listen, be good to each other, man. Be of service to other people. Hear other people. If other people have a difference of opinion than you, so what? You know what the scene was back in the day? No two motherfuckers agreed on everything. We got in the pit and fucking hugged it out. We were like, so what? You believe in Jesus or whatever the fuck. I'm I'm into this other shit or, you know, you like fucking... uh, Strength through oil, I think it's a bunch of whack shit. So what? <laughs> let's let's just go out and get back to life, man, and get back to like being fucking good people to each other, man. Sounds good. All right, man. Hey, thanks for having me right. on, guys. Yeah, thanks, John. Right, yeah. Thank I hope that was much. a good, I right. hope that was a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, Pete. All right, later. Later. Thanks for hanging out with us for another week. Don't forget to head over to punkboxrocks.com. That's punkboxrox.com for your merchandise subscription service. And don't forget to head over to merchslut.com for official band merch. As always, check us out on all social media outlets at ourbrainshurt.com and ourbrainshurt and ourbrainshurt.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at the caffeine punk and Matt at MattAlive13. Thanks again, and we will talk to you next week. Take care. How do I do this shit? I can still hear you. Uh, So what do I have to press? Close.